Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well... Why did you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot from the hole because you had a terrible iron or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Now, I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball, so when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the program, folks. Pleasure to have your company on this Tuesday. We've got a ton of stuff to go through with you today. Get you ready for the Houston Open. Get you ready for golf and where it is taking place all around the world. A busy day, busy time for everybody. I'm sure the lines are long wherever you are with the voting going on today, and, and that's going to dominate certainly the headlines from a news cycle standpoint. Uh, there, there was some news in the world of golf. You know, with Mr. Player, Gary Player, turning 85 years old the other day, there's a lot of players, big-name players, that are jumping on his cause for to, to beat cancer. So if you have a chance to see any of the social media that's being put out by the likes of Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson and more, or the Black Knight himself, Gary Player, you'll see exactly what that cause is. And they're asking people to make a small donation to help towards the greater cause. I also saw yesterday, November 2nd, Dominic, our friend Dave Stockton, who you guys hear in the, in the opening of the show, I don't know if I told you, Dom, before we went on the air, how old he, he turned. Do you venture to guess? No, I think I heard you. I think you said he was 79 or 80. 79 years old for Dave Stockton, yeah. a two-time wow. major champion, a successful United States Ryder Cup captain. He's done pretty much everything there is to do in the game. He's, he's one where I look at the World Golf Hall of Fame, and I always struggle with, you know, because Hall of Fame set their standards, right? High, low, in between, whatever it is, you set it. And once you set it, it becomes a template, and that's that's where you go from there, in fairness. And to me, if you've won multiple major championships, especially if you've also been, you know, had a successful Ryder Cup career, or a Ryder Cup career, for that matter, to be considered, I think you should be enshrined in the World Golf Hall of Fame. I think you have done something extraordinary. Dom, do you remember how many players have had two or more major championships? Just that number alone, not to mention, you know, overall wins in the PGA Tour. But do you remember off the top of your head? Because I know you've done that calculation in the past. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it several times. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's, I think it's, I think it's 200 or less, which if you think about it, it's quite a small number in the history of golf. Yeah, so, and then when you add and then if you in, add in wins, like we had Zach Johnson on recently, he had twelve wins and two majors, 
and there was something like 80-something people or something like that that have that number. Uh, well, I think with, with Zach, from his point up, if I remember correctly, the exact number was 47. So it shows you how quickly it narrows. And, and that's with Zach with 12 wins. And if, if memory serves me, uh, Dave Sr. has 10, I believe. Uh, if, if I'm off, I'm not off by much. So the, the number just is not that big. Uh, and then, again, with the distinction of having won multiple major championships. And, that, and that's the thing yeah, that I think— he has 10 wins. Pardon me, he does have 10 wins? No, I'm just he has 10 wins and two majors, which I've done, I've done the calculation enough times that I can tell you that there's essentially about 100 people, give or take. That have with that, that number, okay, combo, that, yeah, and then it's and then when number. you <laughs> when you factor in the, the the case that he's a captain, a Ryder Cup captain, right, 1991, that that Ryder Cup, that for a lot of people, that Ryder Cup was a bridge to the Ryder Cups as we know them now. In my personal opinion, it happened earlier than that. But I do agree that that was a very distinctive one because of, because of the, the heated nature of the competition. Gallagher as the captain on the European side and Stockton as the captain on the USA side. So that, anyway, that, that's just part of it. And then when you calculate in the other part of it, which is that Dave Stockton and his boys, Dave Jr. and Ronnie, so Dave Sr., reinvented himself as one of the great short game gurus, one of the great putting gurus. He always was a great putter, but he reinvented himself from the standpoint of imparting the knowledge to others. Not just the best in the world, although we, he, they all work with the best in the world all the time. But the fact that he's able to take this information and help everyone with it is the thing that's so remarkable. I've seen him work with, with the amateurs before. Uh, when Last time I saw him when I was in town, for some reason our travel has taken us out of town a lot for the PNC father-son over the course of the last few years. So the last time that I saw him there, I don't know if he's playing this year or not, I haven't seen the, the field. Uh, I, was, I hopped in the buggy with him and rode with him. You know, his, his amateurs went two and two in the carton and they put him by himself, so I, I was riding with Dave Stockton. And every green that he was on with his amateurs, he was saying, what are you looking at here? What are you doing? And, and it's really interesting because he doesn't work so much on anyone's individual putting stroke, which you would think if, if you're one of the great putting gurus of the world, the first thing you're going to do is go, let me, see your, let me see your putting stroke just to make sure that you've got the fundamentals you know, firmly in place. And that isn't where he starts. Where he starts with, he wants to know what your, your, your routine is. He wants to know, do you look at the putt from different angles? Do you have any idea which direction the putt is going to? If you hit the ball, the ball straight from point A to B, what's that putt going to do because of conditions that surround it? He wants to know what you're doing to, to gain that information uh, and to set yourself up, whether it's innate or however you choose to define it, with the information in terms of what that putt wants to do, the flow and ebb either, either direction, to the point when, when you execute. And then the, the quote that he uses, Dom, and you'll remember this because he's used it many times with us, is that he says, I want you to try without trying. 
which if, if you can think of anything that's more of a brushstroke than that, I, I cannot. Now, one of his majors that he won was at Congressional. And the time that I'll never forget with Dave Stockton was we were both broadcasting the U.S. Open. for It was for ESPN. And we were in the tower above the par three. And, you know, so you have the, the, the clubhouse that was behind us, the elevated tee, the green that was below it. We're above it in a tower. I forget to, the tower around us was, I think it was Scott Van Pelt. Uh, I can't remember who, who the other talent were there. But at this particular time, I was working with Dave Stockton. I know John Anderson was there. Who's the guy with Mike Golick that used to do the radio, Dom, uh, Trey Wingo? He was one of the hosts. So anyway, that's who, different, this tower had different rooms in it. And it was so cool to be there with Dave Stockton because as Rory was marching to his dominating victory, Stockton at the time was working with him on putting. And so you're, you're sitting next to the guy that helped author another major championship at the site where he's had a major championship. It was an incredible thing. And anytime you have a chance, so happy birthday, certainly, the long-winded conversation about Dave Stockton, you can tell I'm a massive fan, and I think he should be enshrined. His accomplishments already are, incidentally. Uh, the, the, a Hall of Fame recognition for someone of his stature is, is an official recognition which I think is necessary and I think is nice. Uh, but what he's done in the game is already going to be eternal. It's already going to live forever because it's been that significant. Uh, but when you get a chance to speak to experts on putting, one of those experts on putting we had on recently here too, when, when Rink was on with us, LarryRinker.com, to check out his new book, The Journeyman, uh, but any of his any instructional books, etc. And Rink's got an interesting thing about finding your true putting stroke. Where he says, you go out on the green and you look at the target, the hole, and, you know, I take your little practice putts, whatever you want to do. But when you set up to, to hit the putt, you close your eyes and now putt. And he said, that is your natural putting stroke. That is innate. That's who you are. Which I think is so fascinating, such a simple way to find it. And usually the greats are simple. Uh, Billy Casper was one of the great putters of all time, right? And think about the greens that Billy Casper must have putted on during his tenure as, as a professional, a three-time major champion, a guy that's won Billy Casper, I believe, Dom, check me in this, 51 times on the PGA Tour. Uh, Billy Casper may have been eclipsed by Phil Mickelson, but until the last Ryder Cup that Phil was in, which of course was uh, in Paris, Billy was still the overall highest points gainer for the United States all time. Think about that for a second. Yeah, Dom just confirms 51 for Billy Casper. So I, you know, Billy Casper, the stories with Billy is that he, just like all the stories about, you know, kids and, and not wanting to leave the course, right? Uh, there, there's the cliche about just make sure you're home before the street lights come on. Well, he didn't always 
work that delicate balance out because there were stories about when he, they, he would sit on the putting green for so long with his buddies that what they used to do, and this kind of goes back to Larry's thing. That's why I'm bringing this up. What they used to do was his friend used to have a pack of matches and he would light the match and in the night, dark of night, pitch black, it would illuminate. Obviously it's a flame and you could see the hole. And before it burned his friend's fingers, it was out. Now he's thrust back into darkness again. And Billy Casper would putt at the hole. Think about this. Isn't this amazing? I watched two kids the other day, maybe at most 10 years old. I think they're more like probably 7, 8, maybe 8, 10, whatever. They're two boys. I'm sure they were brothers. And watching them putt was the most liberating thing in the world. Tough putts. Just free-flowing, everything that Stockton's talking about. And then the, the tip with Billy Casper, because it's funny, when you talk to people who are great putters, even like when Brad Faxon has joined us on the show, and you talk to them about great putting, they do not get technical. There's a freedom that they embrace, right? And with Billy, I, I'd asked him, you know, you, you adopted six kids, you had, you had five of your own, you've got, aside from you and your wife, you've got 11 miles to feed at home, and yet you're accomplishing all this stuff. I mean, you, there, there had to be a lot of stress. He said, a lot of stress. He said, I didn't have any stress. I had to feed 11 kids. He looked at it as, I, I don't have, there, there wasn't all this extra weight. He just, he just went out there and punched his ticket, punched his card. So when I asked him about his philosophy on putting, same as the other guys I just mentioned, he didn't complicate it at all. In fact, to the point where it didn't even seem really like he wanted to impart much information to me at all. And it wasn't like he was being coy. He wasn't hiding anything. To great putters, putting is not complicated. I know that sounds odd. But what Billy told me was, he said, Matt, I'm only going to tell you one thing. Okay? He said, you know, he's talking about a right-handed putter. I'm only going to tell you one thing. Whatever the back of your left hand is doing, that's what your putter face is doing. Now think about that for a second. If you're pulling putts left, chances are you're pronating your left wrist right? You're closing down that putter face. The putt is going left. If you're missing to the right, Lichervino used to say to that, it, that's nerves. Your small muscles are tightening up. And as they like to say with Tiger sometimes when he's not putting well, he's not releasing the top of the putter, which may sound strange to you. In other words, think of it as a door that opens and closes. Especially if, you're, if your putter has, has toe hang to it which means when you hold it in your fingers like this with the, the shaft across your fingers, the, the putter face dips more or less versus a face balance one that when you hold it like that, it stays dead straight. And I just thought it was fascinating that here was Billy Casper where if you're trying to figure out your own personal putting and you think about Billy Casper saying the back of your left hand is what the putter face is doing that if you keep the back of your left hand 
moving down the line of your putt on your desired line, if you've read it correctly, which goes back to Dave Stockton's wisdom, you're going to make better putts. <laughs> fascinating stuff. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Thanks for letting me go down that path for a second. So again, we say happy birthday to our buddy Dave Stockton, 79 years young today. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Does your back hurt? How about your knees? Guessing they probably do. Uh, you know, you definitely aren't getting enough sleep. Who does? Pain management in America is a crisis. It affects over 100 million people, but now you can do something about it. BioFit 360, new company. They're here to help you manage and alleviate your pain naturally, drawing upon the expertise of over 1,000 medical professionals that have developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant. They're utilizing all of its healing properties across an array of products designed just for you. Oils, sleep aids, creams, soft gels, much more. If you're experiencing pain on a daily basis or could use some extra sleep and who can't use extra sleep, you need to check out BioFit360. Just head over to BioFit360.com for more. We have much more scheduled on the Fairways of Life show today. Excited because we're going to be joined by another member of the PGA Tour coming up in just a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in Houston this week. It is the week before the Masters. This week means something, not only because it stands alone as a PGA Tour event in a victory, but because it's got a great field. And we're going to hear from a number of those over the next coming weeks. BenHoganGolf.com, staying in the Texas mind frame, this time in Fort Worth. When you log on to the website, you can see what they're creating in that craftsman shop. A one at a time, micromanufactured, just for you. Product that bears the name of Ben Hogan and doesn't bear a massive price tag because it's a direct relationship between you and Ben Hogan Golf. Check out all of their great product at BenHoganGolf.com. Back with more of the Fairways of Life show after this. If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch, and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. FootJoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket for, say, golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid-layer for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and playing through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? 
It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways Life Show. Pleasure to have your company on this Tuesday. Excited about everything that lies in store. Excited week in and week out, too, to keep you up to speed this time of year with what's going on with Birdies for Love. Now, last week, there were five players that had 21 birdies for the week. And what they do in a case of a tie like that is they work back to find out who had them by round. It's like a match of cards, if you will. So winner Brian Gay of the event was the winner of Birdies for Love for the week. Remember, he's getting a $50,000 bonus to the charity of his choice for the week. And at the end of the RSM Classic, this RSM effort will give a $300,000 check to someone who wins through the 11 tournament run that is that time of year. Now you can see at the top of that leaderboard, Tom Hoagie leads the way with 100 birdies as yet. Bo Hostler behind him by seven is second. Sebastian Munoz with 91. Peter Malnati with 90 alongside of Adam Shanks. So Birdies for Love continues to roll and we thank RSM for the effort that they're making in touching lives and touching communities because when you take this a step beyond this and this is what goes on on their corporate side, there's another leaderboard that we don't see in terms of what's happening within the world of RSM and all of their associates spread out through North America and spread out through the world. They're also competing and that's why they raise so much money at this event. We're talking about millions of dollars, most of which goes directly right back into the communities in which they serve. It's pretty darn impressive. There's little doubt about that. So too, is it impressive to log on to BridgestoneGolf.com and see everything that they have to offer with making sure that you're playing the right golf ball. The Tour B golf ball features the reactive urethane cover. You don't have to choose between distance or control. You can get both. Make sure that whatever you get is the right golf ball for your game. Go to BridgestoneGolf.com for more information on that. All right, at the Houston Open, here are some headlines just to bring you up to speed on as we get ready. Dustin Johnson, the world number one, returns to competition. He's had five consecutive top six finishes, two top four finishes, 
at the Houston Open. What do you think about his chances this week? All right, Brooks Kepka. he's looking to avoid a winless year. He tied for 28th at the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek. That put it, it was amongst the best finishes he's had on the PGA Tour since the beginning of last season. Phil Mickelson. In this case, the news is not good. He set a few career-worse records in his last start at the Zozo Championship. He was last in the field in driving accuracy in, in three of his last four starts on the PGA Tour. But having said that, he's won two out of two on the PGA Tour champions. What about Jordan Spieth? Also concerning news. Where he said two top three finishes at the Houston Open. Good. But he's amongst the worst ball strikers on the PGA Tour this season. So remember, this was the season we're coming in, especially now, we're coming back where he said, yeah, I feel like I'm getting close. been working my way through it. He's had challenges off the tee for a long time. But in terms of ball striking, strokes gain approach, he was for a while number one on tour. It hasn't been, it's been a while. So clearly he's still looking. In terms of winners at the Houston Open, some big names, Memorial Park, the host venue for the week. And it's the first time it's been the host venue since 1963. So Houston Open winners at this week's course. Jackie Burke Jr. in 52 and 59. Kerry Middlecoff in 53. Arnold Palmer in 1957. And Bob Charles in 1963. Let's uh, take a look at some notables in the field and some things to chew on. Tony Finau enters the field having finished in the top 20 in each of his last four starts. Fifth at the BMW Championship, Tour Championship 17th, tied for 8th at the U.S. Open, tied for 11th at the Zozo. And this is an interesting thing about Tony Finau. He has 33 top 10 finishes on the PGA Tour since 2016-2017. Zero wins in that span. He does have a PGA Tour win to his credit, 2016 in Puerto Rico. So when you have 33 top 10s and zero wins in that span, the number is more than double anybody close to him, which would be Tommy Fleetwood with 16, Streelman, Kevin Streelman with 16, Benny Ahn with 15, and then Louis Tazen with 15. Terrell Hatton is in the field. His last 19 worldwide starts, you think he's found something? He has three wins, nine top 10s, and 15 top 30s. In that time, he's moved from barely inside of the top 50 in the world. Now he's inside of the top 10. His last three starts include a win and a tie for third. He's nearly 50 under par in those starts, and he's gained over 25 strokes in the field. TD Green, strokes gained in that span. Okay, DJ. He had to withdraw from the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek due to a positive COVID-19 test, you guys recall. He would also miss the Zozo Championship, his agent telling the world that he was still tired and recovering. So let's see what kind of role he was had coming in. His, this is the last five starts before that. PGA Championship, tied for second. Northern Trust, one. BMW Championship, second. Tour Championship, one. U.S. Open, tie for sixth. So those five starts... A tie for six was his worst performance of the five. In a stretch, Johnson's led all players in the PGA Tour so far in strokes gain TD Green, strokes gain approach, rounds inside of the top six. He's also co-led in rounds of 65 or lower. 
in the stretch. He's dominated on the approach from the PGA Championship to the U.S. Open. He's gained roughly 30 strokes, strokes gain approach. That's nearly double any player in the PGA Tour during that span. All right, Brooks Kepka. News is not as positive as it, as it was for his buddy DJ. Even though they kind of distanced themselves from each other in the last year or so. Interesting. Uh, Kepka posted a tie for 28th in his last start. It marked his third best finish on the PGA Tour since the beginning of last season. World Golf Championships, FedEx St. Jude. Tied for second, RBC Heritage 7th, CJ Cup 28th, PGA Championship 29th. He's finished inside of the top 10 in less than 15% of his worldwide starts in calendar year 2020. If he were to finish 2020 at his current rate, it would easily be his worst top 10 percentage in a single calendar year in his pro career. Now keep in mind, you can talk about the hip injury, talk about the knee injury, one leading to the other, blah, blah, get it. He's taken significantly long periods of time off to deal with that. And even this week, we're hearing that he's had a cortisone shot, et cetera. It's st- I, again, I'm not trying to look at it like a medical professional would. I'm just trying to look at it as a normal guy and going, well, if it's a cortisone shot, I mean, Don, maybe you know, your wife's a doctor. Does a cortisone shot bring down inflammation? Is that what it does? Or does it just mask pain? Uh, I'm not a doctor, but I think the answer is both. But seeing as I have no idea what I'm talking about, I wouldn't take what I'm saying as any kind of reality. But I'm going to look it up. There's a lot of people. And you know who who just had a a cortisone shot, though, is our next guest, Chris Baker. He literally just had one in his shoulder. Oh, really? He did. We'll get our answer there then. So Kepka without a win worldwide in 2020, potentially closing his first winless calendar year in his pro career. In 2017, it was, it was 13, he had three, but you're talking about PGA Tour. In, in 2017, he had two. 2018, he had three. 2019, he had two. This year, of course, he is zero. And then when you consider the span that I was just giving you, was a span in which he's won a lot of major championships. Now, obviously, this event comes a week before the Masters. He's played the week before all of his major wins, and he tended to play somewhere between decent and great golf in those tournaments before his major championship wins. Let's talk about him. At the FedEx St. Jude Classic, tied for 37th, he won the 2017 U.S. Open that followed. 2018 FedEx St. Jude Classic, tied for 30th. He won the 2018 U.S. Open that followed. 2018 World Golf Championships FedEx St. Jude Invitational, finished fifth. He won the 2018 PGA Championship. 2019 AT&T Byron Nelson, he finished fourth. He won the 2019 PGA Championship. All right, so Phil Mickelson, you heard me say he's been struggling of late in the PGA Tour. His last five PGA Tour starts... Mickelson finished tied for 71st at the PGA Championship. He missed the cut at the Northern Trust. Safeway Open tied for 44th. U.S. Open missed the cut. Zozo Championship, he finished 76th. Remember, there's only 78 players in the field. Mickelson's last round was his worst strokes gain total round in his measured PGA Tour career. Negative 8.1. In his last start, Mickelson lost 
15 strokes to the field, tee to green. Think about that for a second. It's easily the most strokes he has lost tee to green in a single PGA Tour event. In his last start, Mickelson lost over eight strokes to the field off the tee. It's the most strokes he has lost off the tee in a single PGA Tour event. In his last four starts, including the PGA Championship, Mickelson has ranked dead last in driving accuracy three times. So obviously, on the PGA Tour, Phil Mickelson is struggling. I want to get to Jordan Spieth here before we get ready to welcome our next guest. TourEdge.com. Get it. If you get an opportunity, log on to TourEdge.com and see their beautiful product line from product like the EXS Pro that are made for the very best in the world. In fact, they're adopting it in record numbers for them. Uh, right down to products that would fill your golf bag. What do you need? Is it a wedge? Is it a driver? Is it a hybrid? Is it the wingman putter? What do you need? Check it out at touredge.com. Pound for pound, the best value and performance in the game of golf, including a lifetime warranty. Spieth has uh, not seen a rejuvenation since the start of the PGA Tour season. He's had just one top 10, two top 25s, and 13 starts since the restart. His ball striking has been a struggle on the PGA Tour. He's lost strokes in ball striking in each of his four starts, and significantly so. The Safeway Open, minus 3.6. The U.S. Open, minus 3, and it continues. In fact, Spieth has lost over 15 strokes combined off the tee and on the approach this season. Only four players have lost more strokes combined in these two areas this season. He is back in his home state of Texas, though. And he had, obviously, some good vibes at this event, as I mentioned to you earlier. His last four Houston Open starts, he's had three top 15 finishes, including a pair of top threes. So I think a lot of people are fans of Jordan Spieth, and we'd like to see him start to play the golf that he's capable of playing. It would be fun to see him playing well again. I'm sure you guys would like to have fun. I'm sure you guys would like to get on the other side of all of this. We all would. And if you've allowed yourself to dream a little bit, then perhaps Ireland.com is a perfect place for you to go to see the beauty of the country, the fun and historic culture, very welcoming, such as it is, and then the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world. You can see it all by logging on to Ireland.com. All right, I'm excited about our next guest, Uh, Chris Baker is one of our members of our Beyond the Ropes. He's been on the show with us multiple times before. This is actually the fifth time that he's been on with us. And it's an interesting conversation to kind of learn from Chris what's working for him, what he's doing that kind of sets him apart, how he is forging that path, and frankly, how that path is going for him. He's 34 years old. This past season on the PGA Tour was actually his rookie season. Originally hailing from Indiana, he won the 2003 High School Golf Championship there. He went on to Iowa State. He turned pro in 2008 after he graduated. He began playing mini tours and won his first pro tour event in 2009. He battled around mini tours, E. Golf Pro Tour, the Challenge Tour, the PGA Tour, Latin America Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, pretty much every level in between. He finished 15th on the points list at the Corn Ferry Tour Finals in 2019, finally earned his PGA Tour card, and obviously with COVID throwing a 
huge wrench into the tour season. He's now four events into this new wraparound season. So Dom just mentioned there is something going on with the shoulder. Uh, he did apparently get a, a shot in it, so we'll find out how, how that's working as well and what it means when you get a cortisone shot, actually what happens there. I know he wasn't able to play in the Corn Ferry Tours uh, Orange County National event down the road from where we're broadcasting from today. So we'll see what's going on with all of that. We'll be back with more of the Fairways of Life show and our guest, Chris Baker, after these words. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. Tourage is proud to announce two new hot launch series designed to cover both ends of the game-improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement featuring the revolutionary Houdini Soul, offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521 competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to touredge.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw, sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ Outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year. Play better. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. That remains our mission today. 
We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company on this Tuesday. Lots going on in the world of golf this week that includes some pretty big names that we'll be addressing the media uh, coming up today and tomorrow. Scotty Scheffler and Terrell Hatton will be speaking to the media from Houston today. And then tomorrow, uh, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Lanto Griffin, and Adam Scott all scheduled to speak before the start of the tournament. Uh, I will go through the air times of the tournament with you in just a little bit. But before the break, you heard me talking about the the virtues and the path as yet for our next guest, who is a a part of our Beyond the Ropes series, where we hope to take the opportunity to get to know some people better. Uh, I think that when you get to know these players better, it's really easy to be a fan uh, because you start to understand their path. Uh, Even though it's a path that's on the grandest stage for golf and stages for golf around the globe, uh, you still have to play your part, and, and that's the part that is uh, so fascinating in these conversations. So we welcome Chris Baker to the show. Chris, how are you? How, how's your world right now? Hey, great, Matt. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. World is it's crazy, but it's uh, it's a ride. We're having a lot of fun, like you said. And uh, gosh, those names you mentioned, I'm not, in, the, I'm not in, in line with them at all. But like you said, it's a, it's a road traveled, and we're traveling that road, so. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, as as I was reading those names, obviously I knew that you were getting ready to come on with us. And Scotty Scheffler's name uh, came across, and you know, a young guy that's had success and and played very well. I'm sure that you've had the occasion to play with Scotty and in, in your Corn Ferry Tour experience. Do do you look to any players uh, that have broken through on a similar path to yours and kind of say, hey, if they can do it, I can do it? Gosh, never, unfortunately, never got the chance to play with Scotty. He's had an unbelievable career, and it's, it's cool to see. Um, I would say Zach Johnson, right? I mean, I, he is on another level currently but in his career, but it took him a while. He slowly and slowly got better every single year. Um, I'd say that's that's kind of my goal. My dream is to be a – I mean, obviously, win the Masters. What Zach's done is incredible, but he it took him a while. He just progressively got better every single year, and that's uh, – that's kind of the path I'm on, trying to just slowly get better. I mean, I'm 34. It took me a long time to get to the PGA Tour. And, um, you know, this year is starting off a little bumpy, but hey, it could change next week and be good to go. So we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of a metaphor for 2020, starting off a little bit bumpy. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, you you yeah. probably know this, but you'd be interested to know that you're the exact same age when Ben Hogan finally started to break through and become the Ben Hogan that we know him now uh, as a legend of. Now, Dom mentioned to me that did, did you get a cortisone shot in your shoulder? And, and could, I, could you, if I may, bring us up to speed on what's going on there, what's happening? Yeah, so during the whole COVID break, right, gyms closed down. And um, I, had, I saw a trainer. I was working with him a little bit. He showed me a few things. And like I normally do, I take things overboard a little bit. I, did, I was doing some of my workout-wise and pinched uh, basically the, a tendon here in the shoulder, got all inflamed up. This has happened – basically the week of Minnesota, the week prior to Minnesota on the PGA Tour last year. Played through it, played well, but I I was hurt. I didn't practice at all. I played golf, didn't practice the week after, week before. 
Um, and then it just started showing up, you know, this year. Uh, wasn't playing well. Had to make a bunch of adjustments. Starting to feel better, but just hitting it poorly. Got a quarter zone shot on the nine. Um, definitely feeling better. And we're just hoping to keep feeling better. I guess quarter zone, the way it works is in a couple months, it goes away and starts hurting again. So I'm just strengthening it up, trying to stay healthy, and we'll see what happens. I was asking, actually, ironically, earlier in the show today, because Dom's wife works in the medical field, and I don't actually know what cortisone does. Obviously, we know that it masks pain, but does it actually bring down inflammation? Is it supposed to, you know, Chris, is it supposed to help you with healing? From what I understand is basically that it just reduces all inflammation, takes the inflammation out of the joint, and the shoulder is a unique, I mean, it's very, very tender area, right? Like there's a lot of things going on. Um, cortisone there, you just get rid of the inflammation, you strengthen it up. A lot of times you're good. If there's a tear, obviously that's not good. But fingers crossed there's no tears. We're just going to strengthen it up, see what happens. Which would suggest to me that you haven't had an MRI yet on it? No, I didn't do it. The, the doctor just said basically, he's like, you know, we did some x-rays, things look good there. Seems like lots of inflammation. Um, we're going to play it out, see what happens. Do, MRI, do you remember? it doesn't feel well. Do you remember what you were doing specifically that, that yeah, caused I the strain? Do. I do. I, I to be to be completely honest, so the whole Bryson thing, right? The distance gaining, ball speed stuff. Like I just started swinging really hard, which for me is still not very hard. But I got my ball speed to one seventy two. I remember seeing it on TV and, and on my GC quad at home and the week of Detroit. And I was doing some things with a kettlebell, kind of overhead lifting, and it was a combination of swinging very hard and then also doing kettlebell stuff with too much weight that I shouldn't have been doing. So, um, it's on me, it's my fault, but you know, we live and we learn. Is, do you think that in some way, I'm not, I'm not trying to pound this point. I'm just trying to get educated by it, Chris, in some way, is that a cautionary tale for, for golfers that might be chasing that elusive distance in terms of how they chase it? Yeah, I mean, I think for younger kids, right, they're obviously more flexible than me. Um, so they're they're obviously safer. But, you know, it, you probably should get advice instead of just going at it and swinging as hard as you can and trying to do it yourself, which I was trying to do, which is not the right way. So definitely seek advice. Get your body in proper shape. Um, that's the whole thing Bryson said. He said a year and a half. I was listening to a podcast with that, uh, Greg, his uh fitness guy basically said he worked a year and a half strengthening their body not even lifting just getting his muscles in the proper line and uh, strength to be able to add some muscle so i skipped a few steps and just went and got hurt so yeah (laughs) we'll get better we we wish obviously the best for you with that and and i'm assuming that you're going to get a bit of a break after from thanksgiving onward uh that Again, how how much now at this point, quarter zone shot and otherwise, are you going to be able to practice? Do you want to practice? Do, do whoever you're consulting with, do they want you just to let it rest and heal up? No. So I actually I practiced the week before Bermuda. Um, went at it as hard as I've I've gone for months. Right, I practiced that entire week. Uh, it's like cramming for a test, right? It doesn't work. I mean, it works for a short bit. Bermuda didn't go well, but you know. Uh, hard to have too high of expectations. So just been practicing, working at it. I'm actually up at a coach's mine right now in Chicago, getting some stuff ironed out, um, needed to get equipment, my mind, uh, just things back in line. So I'm here in Chicago now working with him. 
Uh, his name is John Perna. We're, his his company's called the Player Service here in Chicago. Um, awesome facility. He's got a great little junior program going, and uh, we've been buddies for a long time. So I'm here in Chicago working with him, and we're getting back on track. I've got so, a train here, right? I got I got a train that he, his kids got a little train set. Aww. We're getting this thing back on track. We got to get this on track, right? It's been off track. It's been derailed. So we got to get it going forward. <laughs> That's the right a perfect direction. metaphor. Well, when I saw you getting set up, when you when you were starting to get on camera and getting ready to come on the, the show, I was wondering where you were because there's a picture behind you over your left shoulder with Arnold Palmer on there, and it was and it looks like yeah. it looks like maybe there's some some uh, is there is there a, a billiards table in that room? Yeah. So this is. I mean, I can give you the whole pan, but there's. There's basically a train track back here. We got billiards. We got a table, a billiards table. Then we yeah, got the Legos, right? You want to see the Legos? There's the Legos. We got, oh, oh no. Oh, you okay? Yeah. All right. We got some Legos, right? And oh, then you got a Joker mask. Quality you know? so, Legos. Um, and, then, and then we got, you know, we got, this, <gasps> this looks like my golf game right now. Just derailed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Matt? We're putting it back on track so we'll be good to go <laughs> i love the theme i love the metaphor with it all you know another interesting thing that you might appreciate too is that earlier in the show before you came on because last time you were on was we were talking about putting and yesterday was the 79th birthday for dave stockton senior right and i was talking about three putting gurus that that, that i've had the the honor of uh, to call friends in in dave stockton in, in Larry Rinker, and also in Billy Casper. And it amazes me, Chris, that when you talk to, to great uh, people of wisdom, insight, and experience with putting, that they break it down into something so simple. Larry Rinker said, when you set up the putt, you look at the target, you close your eyes, and you putt, and that is your natural putting stroke. You don't have to search for anything. That's it. And... With Dave Stockton, his terminology to the point of exasperation, if you push him on it, because he has trouble explaining with any more detail than this, where he says, when, when you have a, a putt that you're about to, to attempt, I want you to try without trying. Talking about, you know, yeah. the, the brush stroke. And then with Billy Casper, I asked Mr. Casper one time, one of the greatest putters of all time in history, and you can imagine the greens that he putted on over the course of his career. And I said, well, what's the secret to putting? And he said, Matt, I'm only going to tell you one thing. Whatever the back of your left hand is doing, that's what your putter face is doing. If you control the back of your left hand, you know exactly what your putter face is doing. And I'm like, geez, the simplicity of it all. Right. When you think about putting, Chris Baker, on the PGA Tour or otherwise, is it a window into the soul? Can you simplify that? Oh, putting, right? Like the best simplify it, right? They, those are the best putters of all time, right? there. They just made it simple. Um, putting can be as simple as hard as you can make it, right? Um, unfortunately, I'm making it more difficult, but the ball striking right now is also difficult. So the simplifying putting, how do you do it? I guess you see the target and you just let instincts take the stroke back and let it go through to the hole. Um, nothing more than that, right? The more you think about a long 25-foot putt, uh, the more trouble you're going to get. You're going to overanalyze the length of your stroke. Just basically see the hole and take the stroke back and let it flow towards the hole and let uh, let your actual athletic abilities you know, fine-tune and, and get that distance perfect. 
You strike me, Chris, as a positive guy, as a guy that looks at the horizon for the, for the sunrise and what lies in terms of possibility versus looking back and, and measuring what, what, what perhaps hasn't been. Uh, I know, as you put it, it's been a bumpy start to, to 2020 for you, but uh, given the fact that you're able to practice now, given the fact that you're trying to get the, the train back on the track and you're working with your coach and the Legos are coming together piece by piece, how excited are you about everything that lies in the future? Yeah, I mean, this this was a big trip coming here, uh, just getting things back. Because I was, it was, you say I'm positive. I can be very positive outwardly, but in, in inside, I uh, I definitely tend to be negative. And I've been beating myself up really bad here lately just because of the shoulder and just things that have been happening that things that I shouldn't be beating myself up because I can't control them, but I have. So coming here, getting the train back on and I'm excited for what it is. Cause I mean, we're working on some equipment. We're working on some swing. Uh, I guess I'm not sure I told you this story before. So at last time I was here in Chicago was during the corn Ferry event. Um, actually borrowed my friend's clubs, my coach, my friend, went out and shot 66 at the last round of the Evans scholarship corn Ferry event. And then the next week in Raleigh shot, I don't know, 67, 60, the first two rounds with that same wow. set of clubs I'd never used before. So we came here. I said, Pern, I got to come back. I got to, I got to hit those clubs. Cause I mailed them back to him. I said, I got to hit those clubs. I got to feel what that feeling is. And then we got to try and replicate that because those clubs, albeit they were great. They had Callaway heads that were, I don't know, almost, almost illegal grooves, right? They were, they were just, just new enough to not be illegal. So we needed to basically build a set of clubs, replicate that, um, and then just talk and hang out and, and just get things going forward again. So it's been a great trip for me. I'm excited to play, um, hopefully play Sea Island and I'm gonna work hard, keep practicing and, um, yeah, get that train moving forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm, fascinated by this idea with the clubs because I, I i've noticed many times with players of your caliber and your level that it also has a lot to do with the shaft and and the the feel that you're getting from the shaft in terms of how you like the release and um oftentimes with the best of the best i find that they make it over over the tip is overly stiff and you start to lose the feel for shot making from it uh, was were you able to to ascertain the shafts on and now i'm not asking you technically to get into it too much unless you want yeah. to but did yeah. did any of that contribute to what you were feeling? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the same shaft. So I use a Nippon 130, um, and he just the way he installs them and builds them is just a little bit different. So maybe um, he didn't than the tip conventional it as much? build. Yeah, it's it's just different. It's it's really good. I like what he does. It's awesome. Um, so we replicated it. He's indoors. We're in Chicago. Um, his facility's indoors. So we're hitting balls inside on a mat, obviously not replicating actual playing outdoors, but we've got something replicated. We're going to go finish it this morning. I fly out this afternoon at 6 PM. Um, we'll go back down to Jacksonville practice, but you know, we replicated it. He's got me swinging better and my mind is in a much better spot. Just, we just talking, right? Just, He's been through it all. He, we played mini tour golf together. He's now got a successful business. Um, he's seen it all. He's he's stepped back away from professional golf, so he's he's more rational, more you know, not involved with the process. So he can actually look at it and say, "Hey, Chris, this is don't be like this. Don't beat yourself up. Like, let's step away from it. 
and just think rationally as, in, instead of being involved and emotionally involved and, and just getting in your own way. Let's, let's think about this and let's, let's move forward properly and uh, let's stick with a plan and go from there. I love it. I love the fact that you're, you're getting that kind of insight from a buddy of yours and that it's beneficial to you, Chris, because you're on a stage that not even one-tenth of one percent of all the people who would aspire to, to reach your level ever get there, and you are there. And it's, it's to me, not a mark of pressure in ter- terms of performance. It's a mark of you're there for a reason. There's a greater plan here. Uh, and you are capable of it. You've already proven that many times. So I hope that the shoulder heals, uh, at least that the cortisone allows you to do what you do and practice the, the magic that is yours and that and everything else that you do it with conviction, that you deserve to be there. You've earned this place. Uh, with that, if I may, uh, sponsors for Chris Baker so that we can spread some love to those who help you do your thing. Yeah, so same, same thing. Uh, I've got just Tylus Ball and Glove. Uh, Puma, they, they do, uh, clothing for me and then, uh, built a set of Wilson irons Been been using Wilson iron, I guess, since the COVID break. Um, and that's, that's my bag. That's, that's my sponsorship right now. So it's, it's, uh, it's a great group, small group, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. I love your great group, and, you and, I, and I love the prospects of what lies ahead for you, Chris Baker. We wish you the very, very best. If we don't talk to you before the holiday season kicks in in earnest, we, we wish you, uh, with the, there you go, with the train again, back on the track. We wish you the very best with that as well. Safe travels. Have fun. Good luck. Cool. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolute delight. Uh, Chris Baker, uh, on with us as he does for part of our Beyond the Ropes, and that's the reason why we do it, folks, because you get to meet great people like him. If you're not a fan of Chris Baker after hearing that, I don't know. I mean, here's a guy that he understands where he's at. He's reaching out to get the help that he's getting. He's obviously a good dude. He's showing us around the room with the Legos and the trains and everything else. It's an absolute pleasure and delight to get to know these players in the PGA Tour. It's why golf is so special and so very different. Uh, so it is at the French Lick Resort. Log on to FrenchLick.com today and check out everything that this historic location has to offer. That's why we went there a few weeks ago with all of you. We had an absolute ball. You can too by logging on to FrenchLick.com. Thank you for your company today. It was, as ever, a delight and an honor. We wish you a very good Tuesday. I know this is a Super Bowl day for the news, but uh, try to stay out of the fray. Enjoy yourself. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Bye for now.